0: In your face.
1: I've always been my senses. It's like a prayer, let you take me anywhere now Every trip around the sun just makes me want another one I'm gonna go until I've spun out La la la, la 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 Go again you stare at the sun for too long Just like kissing your lips I know solar eclipses are over Before they've even begun
0: Shy there. He's everything. And we chatted this week just before the single dropped. Just Shy, welcome to the show.
2: Hi, James. Thank you for having me back. I love the track. Tell us what it's all about. Tell us who <laughs> it's about. Oh, uh, it's about my my long-term love. His name's Thomas. He'll be very glad to hear that. He uh, has started sort of singing the chorus back to me, but in first person, just to remind me that it's about him. Uh, but it's basically just a big gay love song. Like I'd... Sort of, I've never written or released a love song before, but I was like, it's time. I want to make a big, beautiful, euphoric, gay love song banger. So that's what I set out to do. And hopefully that's what I achieved.
0: <laughs> Look, you can really tell it's about a long-term relationship and it's just so catchy.
2: Ah, uh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I um, I also went into it wanting to write like a monosyllabic hook because obviously that is so kind of like such a thing in popped, you know, your la-la-las, na-na-nas, oo-oo-oo's. I'd never done that either, but I was like, you know, from Can't Get You Out of My Head to S&M, there's a, a litany of great pop songs that have, have those, so I was like, I'm going to try and write one. But still with a melody that feels a bit fresh, yeah.
0: Is it really trippy, like, writing a song and hearing it, like, me playing it back, then playing <laughs> on the radio, other people running with it, hearing it on the platforms, and it's about your long-term partner?
2: I guess so. I mean, I'd probably yeah. have to ask Tom how he feels about about this one specifically. I feel like he's going to enjoy it. He's given me his express approval for me to, you know, do a little bit of social content featuring photos of him. So that's a, that's a tick of approval, I think. Um, But I think for me, like I'm pretty used to it now. Um, And I've done other songs that have been like quite vulnerable in other ways. So it's nice to show a different a different emotional side, um, but it's probably a feeling I'm pretty familiar with now.
0: I mean, I think that's one of like, you know, like the flow-ons from marriage equality, you know, six years down the track. You know, we're now having people in long-term relationships who are completely comfortable recording songs and releasing them and saying, yeah, this is about my long-term partner and no one's really blinking.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's nice I feel like as time goes on, there's more and more queer artists out there using a wide variation of pronouns in their music, which is great and so refreshing. And to be able to kind of absorb that as a listener and it feel really seamless is great. And then to be able to, to you know, kind of talk to my own kind of relationship and use the relevant pronouns in my music is amazing as well. So tell us about the recording process with this track. Um, I recorded it Oh, probably the best part of like nine months ago now. I've been sitting on it for a little while. Um, I worked with a guy named Curtis Haddon at Studio Truth, his, his studio's in the CBD, and I've recorded quite a few of my vocals there for the last sort of bunch of songs that I've done, so really kind of comfortable being, in him, being with him in the studio now, and he you know, pulls, pulls good stuff out of me, I think. It's fun working with someone who can push you to do a bit more than you sometimes expect than you can. Um, And I think he he got some good stuff out of me on this track. So yeah, it was a fun one to record. Um, Lots of, I think, nice harmonies that are always really fun to just stack and stack and stack. And sort of, it was one of those songs where I really want to try and like push it into oblivion in a way and just make it feel really well-rounded and sonically hopefully quite beautiful.
0: You can hear the fun that you had in the recording studio in the track. Do you remember kind of what was going through your head when you're doing that?
2: Probably my main thing that I remember is in the in the first la 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 in the chorus, that's quite a jump. And for me it's kind of like on the cusp of my chest voice into my head voice. So I remember really having to like sort of like engage the diaphragm and go for that first high la. D- doing that a lot which was fun but you really nailed it i can tell <laughs> that you
0: kind of know that you did because you kind of you know you hey you're singing it now
2: yeah 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 i mean i i went for the the uh head voice with that particular recreation no warm-ups uh today but yeah it's a fun one to sing and um you know it's a really fun one to sing live as well yeah tell us about your live shows Um, what have my last few live shows been? I actually did a show up at Yaya's a few weeks ago, supporting Bex, who's like a, a sort of indie pop darling from Brisbane. Um, she was down here to do a headline show. So I supported her, uh, with another artist named Kitty Ray. And that was super fun. It was like a five song set. So it was had to be like short and punchy. So it was just bang, 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 bang. Um, but it was fun. I feel like I'm getting more and more confident with every gig and, Every every gig, you just learn something new about how to, like, refine the performance, have more fun, just sort of, like, really be in the moment. Um, so, yeah, that was my most recent one. Done a couple more, kind of probably all within a one-kilometre radius of the studio, I would say, over the last few months. Um, so, yeah, it's been fun.
0: I can really tell that you're loving it, and that must be kind of a relief to go, well, I'm loving this, so really, who cares about anything else?
2: Definitely. I think when you are enjoying the performance aspect of it and... You know, I really love this song. It's like, you know, I'm I'm enjoying it, and I'm getting, I'm really enjoying getting to like write the music, and then perform the music at the other end of it, and whatever happens in between is like, it's a very necessary part of it in order to fuel the whole cycle, I guess. But, um, I'm I'm trying to just really focus on the aspects of it that I love. You've almost got an album. There's one in the pipeline. Tell us about it. Ooh, yeah, still a little while away, I think. Like, this is my third single that I put out this year. Um, and then more stuff is cooking. I think we'll probably be looking more like an EP than an album first. Um, but it'll be nice to sort of like pull this sort of whole era's kind of products together in one nice little package. I feel like with this run particularly, I've sort of built a much clearer kind of visual aesthetic as well. So that's been nice to consolidate and build on and, Refined. So hopefully it'll just be a matter of continuing to sort of tell the different permutations of that overarching story. Because this is phase two of Just Shy. Yeah, there was Mirrorball, uh, there was Hula Hoop Girl,
0: and mm. there was a little break, not a long break, but, you know, then these three bangers have come out, you know, <laughs> different, but, you know, hey, they, they're they really poppy. Um, uh, yeah, phase two of Just Shy.
2: Yeah, yeah. i I would actually say for me this is phase three. There was a phase one circa... 2018 to 2019 that it's like there's some nice stuff there but it feels probably phase 0.5 in some ways Um, but it's kind of just all part of the the journey to use that kind of terrible trope like I I feel like with every song I record with every performance you just get more and more confident and then that kind of factors back into the songwriting and recording the vocals and therefore the performance and it's just this great positive cycle of getting you know, more and more confident and more bold and having more fun. So hopefully it'll just be a continued evolution of that.
0: You know, you've always been confident, but I really sense just in this chat now <laughs> that, that, that you have kind of gone whoosh.
2: I hope so. Yeah, I think so. I think for me it has been doing more frequent live performances and really being able to, I guess, bring my songwriting to life and then feel like I'm really improving the live performance aspect and, and getting so much energy back from doing that. I think that's really making me enjoy the whole world so much more. Whereas I feel like maybe previously, before I was doing as much live performance, I loved the songwriting and being in the studio, which is still something that's so precious to me and that I really enjoy. But I probably wasn't seeing the full end to end. So now being able to feel like it's something that I'm creating from scratch, but then really fully like manifesting in a live environment and getting a lot of joy out of is just it's super energizing
0: is "He's everything your favorite song so far
2: Ooh, i think it's my favorite solo song i think harking back to what we were calling phase one just shy like hula hoop girl is a really i think that's an underrated just shy bop personally and it's a really fun one to to perform live this is probably on par i mean I, i feel like musically they're they're actually really different um I would probably go to listen to He's Everything more frequently as a listener. Like, it really touches on a lot of music that I love listening to as a pop fan, and that's something that I wanted to do with the track as well.
0: Yeah, He's Everything really takes you somewhere. I've got to say that I loved Sea Can't Cure, which was your last oh. release, which uh, we played on the show, and uh, brilliant songwriting. Very honest, uh, but very, very cleverly written.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was a bit of a... It was probably the first mid-tempo track that I've done for quite a long time. So it felt like taking a little bit of a breath and sort of like, you know, having more of a pensive moment. Um, But it was, you know, I think it was an important one to put out to just show a different side and and sort of do that vulnerable storytelling. It's, It's fun to do the super bold, energetic thing, but I think without having... A counterpoint to that it kind of can feel a little bit one note so it was nice to do something a little bit softer and I think the sonics of that song was something that I really enjoyed putting together and yeah from a songwriting perspective it's definitely a feeling that resin like that still resonates with me having having written the song a little while ago now and I think it's kind of a, a story that maybe doesn't get told so much is that kind of you know come down from from partying and and what that the sort of feelings that that can bring to light. Yeah. Yeah. And you weren't afraid to express them. Uh, It was
0: very honest, uh, but really captured it all as well. Like it was really authentic.
2: Oh, thank you. Yeah. I wanted to sort of like really lean into that feeling. And I think it's a mixture of, there's a bit of remorse there. There's a little bit of self-reflection, but there's hopefully it's also a little bit sonically soothing. And there's still like a, a sort of acknowledgement that, you know, it'll pass and everything will be fine. But sometimes you need to just like sit in that feeling and yeah, kind of wallow. <laughs> are you surprising yourself as a songwriter? Um, I think I feel like I know what my songwriting style is now and I know how I like to go about songwriting, but I'm always trying to surprise myself, particularly with the melodies that I come up with, I think. I think with like pop songwriting, especially we're at a bit of a funny point where songs are getting like, shorter and shorter and shorter. Like a lot of songs that are being put out now, like two minutes long, two minutes and 15 seconds. And that's not necessarily like a path that I want to go down thinking about, you know, being able to really tell a story through a song. But I think what I am trying to do because of that is make sure that my melodies are like really punchy and and cut through and, and like reward the listener for sitting through, you know, an arduously long three and a half minute song (laughs) but you are a storyteller with your songs. Um have you recently discovered that? Um I I don't think so. I think for me I've l- always loved to like integrate a lot of imagery into my songwriting and try and do that whole world building thing. Uh, if I think about like the the artists and the you know the lyricists the lyricists the, the lyricists that I look up to they are they always manage to kind of integrate really surprising Um, surprising kind of turns of phrase and things that capture a really distinct image in the mind. So that's definitely something that I challenge myself with as well. I like to kind of write a song and then sense check it and be like, is this actually interesting or is it kind of falling on, you know, typical songwriting tropes? And sometimes there's a place for those, but I think they need to be surrounded by stuff that's really uh, sharp and punchy.
0: Three singles this year. How's that feel? How's that momentum feel?
2: Yeah, it feels good. This is the last one that's in the bank, so I'm hopefully going out with a bang and then it's going to be sort of like back to the studio, you know, building up some more stuff, but that's kind of like all all well in progress. But it's been fun to sort of like, yeah, feel that momentum building and like I said before, really consolidate that visual aesthetic and build up that momentum of gigging. Um, yeah, it's definitely helped in terms of like, confidence and even just the way I approach things like social and that sort of thing having that kind of like fresh stuff to talk about it makes life a lot easier I think
0: sounds like we're going to see more gigs
2: I hope I really hope so yeah that's the plan
0: and when are you going to go back in the studio
2: um sort of working on that timing wise at the moment I think it'll be probably in a month or so um that's yeah. quick yeah i mean I
0: thought you were going to say like 6 months that's th- like you know almost next week
2: i mean getting into this studio probably for me the biggest kind of time lag is from getting into the studio and actually releasing the song because getting into the studio and laying down the vocals is one thing but then still needs to be mixed mastered do all the visuals figure out the release timing blah 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 blah, blah. and that's i find when life kind of tends to get in the way but it's also i'm just trying to get better at like feeding the whole production line the whole supply chain at once um but equally, sometimes it's just fun to be like, you know, I'm in release mode for this song that I really like, so I'm going to concentrate on that and, you know, go from there. You're on a roll. Love it. Uh, <laughs> it feels great, looks great, sounds great. Just
0: shy. Always great to see you at 3CR.
2: Uh, thank you for having me, James. Appreciate it.
1: There are some countdowns that even the sea can cure. I surrender myself when I hear the sirens of there are some calm downs that nobody's love can fix I pretend to myself that it helps when you kiss my lips Come up for air and I know that I stayed out way too late The waves crash over me, it's clear I made a big mistake I'm going under, I think that I might just suffocate, baby I cast my mind ma- and everything is embarrassing. Broken, robot, falling apart of a fantasy. Now I'm caught up in a tidal wave of anxiety. Save me. I found a public display of affection and a load of questions thrown back in my face. I know I was lacking discretion with each recollection. I'm feeling ashamed. But there some come downs see can't cure. I surrender myself when I hear the sirens oar. there are some come downs that nobody's love can fix I pretend to myself that it helps when you kiss my lips why would I want to drink when I'm already drunk? It's a way to avoid all the things that I've done. Don't remember dancing in the dark, but I'm feeling it today. Why would I want to sing when I'm already sad? No surprise do me off to me after the night that I've had. Now I'm begging of the ocean just to wash my sins away. Again. Gotta promise me Close your eyes and count to ten Gotta promise me You'll never do this again Gotta promise me Close your eyes and count to ten There are some downs That even the sea can't cure I surrender myself When I hear the sirens on There are some downs That nobody's love can face pretend to myself that it helps when you kiss my lips there are some compounds that even
0: Shy, see, can't cure. Up soon on the show, Phaedra Gunn from Madam Nightingale. But in the meantime, here's Peter Gabriel.
3: She said It would seem She's on her way It's more More than just a dream She put on her stockings and shoes Had nothing to lose She said it was worth it Reach for the top." said i want to get what's mine a better way, she'll say, you don't know what you've been missing, by the time she blinks, you know she won't be listening, reach for the top, she'll
4: So I chose freedom Running around trying everything new But nothing impressed me at all I never expected it to Don't cry for me Argentina The truth is I never my promise
0: Tonight i I am there. I am delighted to have Phaedra Gunn from Madame Nightingale in the studio. Welcome back.
5: Oh, thanks for having me again.
0: You have been so busy. You've been to Dubbo, you've released a music video, you've got a new single coming out tomorrow. It's just Onwards Upwards.
5: Oh, it certainly is. This year's really been sort of a a life-changing thing for Madame Nightingale. Wow, life-changing. Yes, it's a a sequence of singles and, and beautiful videos. So yes, I'm very happy.
0: And that must feel great.
5: Oh, it certainly does. It's like there's a lot of years that you you know, other people don't see that goes into the development of the creative art, whether it's the song itself or the or the music video. And it's it's so nice to have it that up and sort of shiny on the plate for, for people to see.
0: So what's the hard work like, the grinds of it all? Because you're super organised.
5: <laughs> oh, I like to I like to think I am. Oh, look, it's it's, it's great. And I, I have to say it's been much better. I guess I've had a few few people on the music video side. I have to give a shout out to Hayley Luxa from All Events Music Videos because... That side frightened me. I had all these great ideas, and I had no idea how to actually get them to fruition. So I think, you know, working with somebody that sort of understood how to get out of my creative brain and on little pieces of paper and actually onto film that was really helpful. Um, but I find it a lot of fun. I don't. I don't. I find the creative side is the fun side. It's the it's the the after the PR thing. I'm not very good at. But I'm here. <laughs> what was Dubbo like? Oh, uh, Dubbo was really interesting. So uh, that was actually held in the, the Dubbo RSL. So it's like a, a regional sort of of um, uh, theatre and it was a combination of acts like burlesque acts and comedy acts and a sort of indigenous art and it was it's like a it's part of the bush fringe collective so I don't know if you know but there's like you know how the Sydney Melbourne Adelaide fringe Newcastle's quite a large fringe and the founder of Newcastle fringe has decided to create this sort of offshoot called bush fringes so I uh, played Dubbo and I'm hoping to play Woggle, which is really interesting again because it's like bringing the city art out into the country and we went went down really well there so um... Um, yeah, we just missed out on an Artistic Merit Award at Newcastle, and a similar thing happened um, at, at Dubbo as well. So I think next year and the year after, I'm in with a shot. So it's, it's really great to sort of get out there and get seen.
0: Madam Nightingale, of course, is a duo, but your kind of alter ego is the character, Madame Nightingale. That's correct, yeah. How's she going?
5: Oh, look, she's going really well. <laughs> so, so this, this, um, uh, I guess, the, the, the first single uh, we talked about before was about, you know, um, people sort of getting on with life and resilience, and then the, the next single that, that comes out um, – Uh, tomorrow that's that's more about you know going past your own sort of personal grief like a personal reawakening Um, and so she's really on the up she's had all these terrible things happen to her and her her creative mind and now she's sort of singing joy of the future so the Madame Nightingale the character is going really well and we'll be probably collaborating with lots of different people next year some exciting things on on the table.
0: Let's get to that in a moment. But tell us about Feelings. That's the track that's dropping tomorrow.
5: Yes. look, Feelings have an interesting sort of um, development. So I originally wrote it. um, So it's about my my mentor. So I I had a mentor who was a bassist and a sound engineer who sort of discovered me, if you like, singing at at friends' parties uh, back in sort of 2012 and encouraged me to to stop doing it for just my own benefit and my own couple of friends' benefits, and get out there and and take it seriously. So, so he really sort of changed my life. Really, it's one of those life changing mentors. And unfortunately, he 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 um passed away with cancer back in December uh 2017. And so for his memorial concert that was held on his birthday, which is the 29th of July the following year in in 2018, I I wrote feelings and then it's sort of it's taken me a lot of time to be able to like sing it properly because it's quite a personal song and then think about how it's going to be produced and so I've really only sort of got my head around that sort of a year or so ago and so tomorrow would have been his 63rd birthday so we're actually releasing it um uh you know on on his which I think for me personally that's really nice because I wouldn't be here talking to you if it wasn't for that man so he was really inspiring
0: It really is a beautiful tribute um, and a lot of feelings in the song. A lot of feeling when you sing
5: feeling. Tell us how you decided to sing it on the final cut. Well, yeah, look, I I really struggled singing it. So it was, it was, it was really confronting to sing it the first time at his memorial concert and I sort of put it to bed for a bit you know I had to really think carefully about how I did it so I tried to imagine that it wasn't me singing about him when I actually did the recording I wanted I wanted it to be like an ode to friendship so I had that sort of in my mind and we also changed, the song ended up, so the, the first few bars of the song are actually Stephen playing guitar. So on the first day I met him because we, were, we just did a live jam that was recorded. That's how I actually met him back in 2012. Um, so I tried to, to listen to that and think about the, like, the happy feelings when I was doing the recording. I was thinking, don't cry, don't cry in the vocal booth, you know, as you do. Uh, and so I sort of focused on that sound and those happy feelings of, hey, I've met this new creative person and we're going to have this fun collaboration, you know, and and, and have that at the back of my mind while I'm singing what is actually quite, you know, a sad and personal song.
0: What a gem having some of his music in the track.
5: Yeah, look, I was just so excited when I found that. I, I found that um, uh, going through some sort of my archive after he passed and I just thought, you know, it didn't really feel right to have the final recording without him kind of in it. And he predominantly played bass and we had a, a band together called The Winter Friends. He was predominantly the bass player in that and did occasional a little bit of, of rhythm guitar. So I had this beautiful like lead acoustic guitar piece of loveliness that was just a like a random thing, you know, sitting there. <laughs> and and fortunately, I just managed to put the song in the right key so it all fit together. And yeah, it worked out really, really well. So I'm, I'm really uh, rapt to have that in it.
0: Were you really surprised with how your voice came out in the track?
5: Yeah, yeah. Look, look, I was. You know, um, yeah. I think, I think, when you're a singer, even if you're singing about something that's not personal, you know, if you're singing a, a made up idea, you've really got to inhabit the character. So, so, so when I sing as Madame Nightingale, it's a story from my own life, which is actually quite rare. Usually, I write about people around me or, or like current affairs. But I think you have to say the character has to inhabit it and has to has to live it. And so, so, you know, that, that's how I get a bit better, I get a better vocal result if I'm more authentic to the, the, the feeling of the song. And I couldn't, it's quite ironic calling it like feelings, because that's what that song's all about. It's about channeling that feeling that you have for, for somebody who's like your creative soulmate, if you like.
0: Do you think you'll use that songwriting approach in the future?
5: Uh, yeah, look, I think well that one was interesting to write. So to write, it was one of my quick ones. You know, sometimes you might get artists and say, oh, I thought spent years on those lyrics and and years on that melody line." And I was just like, it came, Bleh. you know. I think like I was really just feeling it, and I just had to get it out, you know. So, and that that has only happened to me when like I'm really really happy or really really sad when I'm writing a song. I don't know how you channel that when you're in another mood, you know. Normally, I have to sort of cogitate. A lot more. But this one, you know, the the writing was the easy part. It was then, how do I sing it? And then how do I, you know, get my various producers, collaborators to actually, you know, put the instrumentation on it? Because it was originally performed live um, with the remnants of S- Stephen Myer's old band, These memorial concerts, So it's, it's gone through several iterations in sonic, Sonically as well.
0: Wow. So it must have so much emotional resonance in it.
5: Yes, yeah. And I, I think... Um, Enough emotional resonance to make people sort of feel it. So what you, what you ideally want, you know, I mean, the people listening to it are going to go, you know, we don't care about this guy we've never heard of who was a bassist and a sound engineer, but it's meant to really bring people to the same place. I think the power of music is it brings people to the same spiritual place. So if you have a friend that you miss or someone that's left and gone overseas, it shouldn't really matter about the individual circumstances. The, 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 the sort of vibe I, I should give you from when you listen to that song is you should be able to tap into that similar feeling in your own life. And, and, you know, gain something from it, you know, just like you might look at a painting that somebody's painted and it'll remind you of your childhood. It's, it's, it's that kind of idea, a transference of feeling
0: tell us about these collaborations that are in the pipeline
5: yes there's a couple of exciting things at the moment so um i'm doing some uh top lining which is doing the the vocals the melody line for uh, a chap called paulie field under the moniker uh, flip that groove so he's just released a couple of songs over in the u.s so i've got ghosts and falling with him and also uh, a a lady called um uh, will that's her performance name um Actually supported Madam Nightingale when we did the debut single launch a couple of months back. And um, she'll be supporting us um, again at Melbourne Fringe, which is pretty exciting. That's coming up on the 7th of October. But also we're working together to create a new collaborative show. So it'll be half Madam Nightingale songs, half Cloudy Will songs and some... uh, uh, sort of duets are sort of being written at the moment, so the idea is to develop a, a a mini stage show that actually we're hoping to take to Adelaide Fringe next year. So I'm pretty excited about that. You have <laughs> so much on. Like, how do you prioritise it all? Oh, uh, look, I, I think it's it seems to be when the people are available that want to do it. You know, so so when you when you when you're collaborating with people, it's it's about timing you know I, I would have loved to have with Cloudy Will I would have loved to have collaborated six months ago but she's doing a music degree so that not isn't necessarily going to happen you know so you've got to try it's getting the people in the once people are together it happens very very quickly it's, it's a matter of just getting people available to do it I think. Do you feel like you're kind of in a music boot camp sometimes? Oh yeah yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it must no, be good, must be it's, good training. Look, it's just sensational I had to talk <laughs> about um uh, Paulie's work, you know, with the, the, um, uh, flip that groove collab. So it's, it, it, it. That that is really interesting because he'll he'll book a, a recording studio. We'll run in there. He'll play the song. I've got ten minutes to write something. I workshop it in my head for five minutes, and we record it. So he, he's really like a punk. Yeah, let's do it, spur of the moment thing. And I've just never had so much fun in my life. So thanks, thanks, Paulie. So yeah, that's big, like a good shout sport. out. Yeah, big shout <laughs> out to them. Camp. Hey, hey, on
0: the album front, what's happening? Because there's all these materials. Well,
5: you know, I, I just I was hoping to do something this year. I think. Funds and circumstances with producers and whatnot mean that's not going to happen, but I'm hoping to maybe get one other single out before Christmas. If not, it'll be straight after Christmas. But 2024 is definitely the year for for the album. So all bar a couple of songs, I think, are are pretty much finalised now in, in the, you know, Ready to do the final vocal recordings and the final mixes, so I'm pretty excited about that. Um, So that will be a a compilation of sort of uh, a series of songs that started um, being written in 2020 through to uh, sort of the middle of about month or two ago. So so that's like sort of like my first folder of. (laughs) It feels like my first offering, (laughs) my first offering to the world. So and I've I've, you know like I said I've you know since I met Steve in 2012, you know and and. all of a sudden, I'm ready to, nearly ready to release an album. It's just an amazing thing. It's As Yet Untitled, probably called the uh, Amazing Debut Album or something, or, or Madame Nightingale Untitled, titled, I don't know. But yes, I'm very excited about that.
0: And your voice in live shows is known to be pretty amazing.
5: How do you train it? Uh, I did um, some vocal training with a vocal coach, so I was so you know, getting back to Steve for a minute, being a mentor, I was so petrified of singing live and in front of anyone other than like immediate friends. And he said, you know what you need is to get you to a vocal coach. So I went years ago, back in 2013, 14 to like to to somebody to sort of help me how to sing really and her comment was you don't have any problem singing you just have problem with the anxiety so just you know like when people teach you public speaking like imagine your audience naked that kind of kind of stuff you know so she was basically don't worry about it like oh it's just your insecurity so just forget that you're awesome just get out there and give it a go and and so I guess then it's just a matter of working your way through several performances until you hear enough people say yes it's okay and then you you, you stop feeling that way yeah
0: what is happening on the music video front
5: oh well uh, quite a lot we've got a f- a few sort of in process but the one that's coming out tomorrow at six o'clock i'm actually going to do a live chat chat um on youtube too which i've never done before which is pretty exciting so as part of the feelings launch um that one was really interesting so that was completely different to the first one which was like a live action shoot with um uh, actors this is um um myself and my performance partner performing with, like, special effects over us, but also with lots of lovely still photos of Stephen behind us, um, which were actually the shots that we used at his memorial concert, you know, showing him playing bass and guitar and and generally uh, being a top bloke, being a muso. So that was really nice to see that come together. And um, I'm in the middle of uh, filming um, uh, Ebony Mueller, who's a... um, a dance specialist that I met through the Hill Scene Live um, Artist Collective when I did that particular festival, and that's for another song, which I'm not sure whether I'm going to release it late this year or early next year, called uh, Into the Dark, um, where she's dancing. She's got my Madame Nightingale costume on, but without the face paint, and they're dancing um, sort of in an abandoned hall. So we've got various different ideas there. It's not really completed yet, um, but, yeah, that was that. was that's like, like the next song sort of after... Um, feelings on the the album to come so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that
0: the trip to Japan you were talking about that possibly happening yes, That was a dream it
5: was a dream look the dream's probably not going to happen this October I think with with timing of other things it's still there's so
0: much on there's
5: so much on and I I didn't think about it. I've got Sydney fringe coming up the first and second of September I'm in Sydney and then 7th of October I'm in Melbourne fringe and then the opportunity came to do this potential Adelaide fringe. Admit, like like it's, it's going to end up like it's a it's a concert, but it's got so many theatrical things, and it's almost like a mini long form mu- movie or music video with, with Cloudy Will. So that opportunity came up, and I focused my energies on that because I think, to be honest, that's probably a better place for the madam to fly at the moment.
0: And the madam is flying. <laughs> um, you must just feel like you're really going to that next level.
5: Yeah. Look, this year's been. Like I said before, life changing. You know, I thought, oh, we'll do our first little music video. Oh, I hope everybody likes it. A oh, little nervous, wringing my hands with, with you know, <laughs> anticipation. But the response has been great. Um, oh, I have um an agent decided to take some of my songs to over to America.
1: Oh wow! So that is and really what are
5: they exciting. going to do with them? Well, I think wave them in front of a few few people that they know in the music industry, which is very hard to come by. And that's off the back of that that single and that, that first single and that first music video. So to any other sort of emerging um, people out there, I would say just just get your product out, you know, just release your single and release your music video because otherwise people don't know about you. Yeah, you've really got to just do it, don't you, and just, you know, push it,
0: push it, push it, and just keep going, you know. Keep oh, the momentum yes. going.
5: Yes, absolutely. And um, I think also um, meeting – there's been a lot of really good people come out of the Woodwork um, like, I, I have great, I've had a great time at the, the Music Victoria Networking Sessions, at Creative Victoria Networking Sessions, at the VDMO, which is the Victorian, VMDO, uh, Victorian Music Development Office. They're really great. So there's a lot of support for artists now, sort of post-pando. And of course, um, the Real Songwriters Group um, have been particularly helpful with me, with sort of helping me get my act together, with getting myself out there. So I think I've found my tribe, <laughs> if, if you like. It's been great.
0: Phaedra from Madam Nightingale. Can't wait to hear Feelings when it drops tomorrow. Thanks for popping into 3CR.
5: No worries. Thanks again for having me.
0: And we'll catch you next week on the show. i